Hello, the internet, and welcome to this episode of the Weekly Zeitgeist. Uh, these are some of our favorite segments from this week, all edited together into one uh, nonstop infotainment laugh extravaganza. Uh, yeah. So, without further ado, here is the Weekly Zeitgeist. What is something you think is overrated? Okay, this may be alarming to you guys. I think kombucha tastes like shit. I'm furious. I think it's disgusting. Okay. And people have gone, no, this one's good. Try this. They're all trash. Trash. Is Uh, it the uh, sort of vinegary aspect to it? Yeah, of course it's the vinegar. (laughs) Vinegar tastes like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Salt and vinegar chips. Why? Oh, I love salt. Don't come after my salt and vinegar chips. I'm coming. I get it in the context of some of you drink, right? You might not yes. want that little bite, but I get it because sour tastes are in a lot of like Japanese food. So I get it, but I'm, I'm never seeking it. But especially when you go out like on the east side, have you been to like little parties or they're like, I live it's in all Highland booch, Park. It's all booch cocktails. <laughs> I'm like, no, yeah. motherfucker. I don't want Jack and Wait, booch. Okay, that's something that completely missed me. They do booch cocktails. They're out here mm-hmm. mixing the shit with but whiskey. Booch already like tastes booch with alcohol like something in it. That, yeah, yeah, it already, booch. yeah, it already tastes like something that's fermented, like that went bad. Well, yeah, you could get a little buzz, you know, right. if, you got, like, if you got the heavy kombuchas, but not like... But now they're really making it a cocktail. Someplace. Kombucha but, always like, reminds One time when I was a kid, I took uh, orange juice on a camping trip. It was out in the sun. Ugh. It went bad. Oh. It like turned on it. And that's what kombucha's always reminded yeah. me of, is the taste of when I took a big old gulp of like warm- of Boy Scout Pruno? Yeah, Boy Scout Pruno, exactly. <laughs> well, and I, I understand drinking it for its health benefits. I don't know what those are. Right. It hasn't yeah. been explained to me. But if that's like, if you're like, no, it's, you know, it's taking like a shot of wheatgrass or whatever. Yeah. But when people are like, no, it's good. It's like, well, that now you've gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm willing to meet you there that they're antioxidants or something. Somebody but, ruined uh, coconut water for me by saying that it tastes like it's been in somebody else's mouth. Oh. And I was like, yeah, that's true. It really yeah. does taste oh. like it's like already just hung around in a mouth for a little bit. And kombucha has like a loogie in it. For the most part. Like, it has, like, a little piece of saliva hanging in it. What? What are you talking about? Have you never looked at the kombucha? No, like, man. Because every time someone offers it to me, oh, I'm like, nah, I'm good. No, I mean, I have a sip. Yo. No. It, and that's it. It You you would look at it and think it it is basically, like, iced tea. Uh-huh. But if you pour that shit, there's, there's like, a, a glob, loogie. Viscous. Yeah. It's right. fucking gross. Yeah. Uh, I'm nasty, though. <laughs> people uh, in the rest of the country are like what the fuck are they talking yeah, about exactly. <laughs> this is like a true LA yeah, we're complaining about bad first class and kombucha yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what, you know what this is the getting to know you section yeah, exactly. and this yeah. is who I am you are a queen and this is what it's like yeah for people I don't I'm, I'm sure it's everybody drinks it around the country in some right. places yeah, yeah. Just no it's here. gone it's just it's, I'm sorry it's just the cocktails that's when I had to draw the line for me I'm like no do not try and make this no but mixing as I a know. mixer that's disgusting are you serious right. let's talk about papa john finally oh. okay so do you remember in august we talked about that quote unquote secret video Shaq right. took when he yeah. went to like a board meeting of papa corporate john. spy like, Shaq. Hey, i'm in the boardroom we're gonna look a secret meeting yeah and it was the most produced thing that you'd ever seen (laughs) and clearly there was a thing that they were alluding to called a papadilla and we're like what the fuck is this well now hark and behold death 
it is the papadilla has arrived. Wow. And it looks like I don't a flatbread. It looks like a soft taco mulita kind of thing. Or yeah, it looks like a Taco Bell. Uh, just the, they want creation. you to know off top. This is not a ripoff of the quesadilla. Okay, it's actually it's called it's a, the papadilla. Yeah, but it's not a take on that. Okay, it's actually inspired by the piadina, an Italian flatbread sandwich from the historic Romagna area of northern Italy. Okay, so even though it sounds. Phonetically more like quesadilla. Right. God forbid Papa John's associate themselves with Mexican cuisine. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They're, they're just getting over a racism PR problem. <laughs> right. And they're like, it's not. It's from it's from the old country. Wouldn't it be Papadina? If yeah. they wanted to Papadina? Papadina? Nah, because then they're gonna be like, that maybe that didn't test well. You know how they fucking you know how No, they it's meant explicitly Papa to Pia? be a quesadilla. Dude, Papa Pia. Papa Pia. Papapia. The alliterative quality of that name, that word, I think, really, papapia. Pia papa. Well, that's a thing. Mama mia, papapia. Yeah. Baby had a diarrhea. That's a thing. Baby had a diarrhea. (laughs) That's a thing that we said. That we were saying, like, earlier. Folk folk song from the old times. Yeah, so uh, they're offering it, look, they're, they're... Offering it in four different varieties. <laughs> There's Italian with Alfredo spicy God, Italian sausage, so salami, mozzarella, and banana peppers. R.I.P. Your intestines. Possibly... Good thing that chef's kiss emoji yeah. came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For that one. The Philly cheesesteak. That one uh, makes more sense. When still quote, Philly sauce. Out. What's Philly sauce, Jack? I don't Cheese know, whiz? man. Yeah, probably whiz. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's, I would. If I had to guess, I would say it is uh, mayonnaise. It's <laughs> Philly sauce. Well, just based on every execution of Philly cheesesteak that I've had from a mass chain. From Papa John's. Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, and here's, the, always, and here's the mayo you yeah, always wanted. Yeah, here's like hot steak, like hot, wet steak, some manner of cheese and mayonnaise. Which the heat just turns into translucent grease film. Yeah, but like, yeah. Anyway, uh, then there's if, a- If you are lucky. Then they have grilled chicken and bacon, chicken, onions, bacon, mozzarella, barbecue. Okay, that's straightforward. Meatball, pepperoni, spicy that's meatballs. That's the only one that makes sense to me. Pepperoni, pizza sauce, mozzarella, Italian seasoning. Yeah, they think, have spicy meatballs? I'd, I'd fuck with that one, actually. You think it's really going to be spicy, spicy, though? No. Probably not. No. No. It's I mean, because be it's boardroom spicy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which just means, right. like, oh my God, did you crack some pepper over this? Right. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. For one second. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I think. All credit due to like every great American company knowing, look, we have a racism PR crisis. We'll hire a person of color to be the new right. face, and yeah. all is forgiven. But shout out to Shaq for getting the bag. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, they definitely, definitely an upgrade from uh, from sweat the sweaty man. Who's yeah, a, just a wet. What was his large bloated racist? What was his stat again? He's like, I had forty pizzas in thirty days. Yeah. Yeah, I've oh, I've been having Jesus. yeah. It was something like forty. <laughs> I went to college too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's your point? Okay. But he he was like talking about it how as like he's been evaluating them. He's been doing that yeah. as like part of his like overall commitment to. It, yeah, it, it's like it's Bane not part from of his the job anymore. World. Yeah, yeah, he's it's not like, part of his job. He just does it as like a. It's a calling. Yeah. He, I think that's what he was trying to establish. Like, I'll it's always stay calling. vigilant. Yeah. Just to keep an eye on like our pizza offerings like that that we have as fast food. Yeah. And he does, he consumers. Eat, does he eat just Papa John's branded pizza or is he, I think is he doing deep recon on all the... Well, that I've had 50 pizzas in 30 days thing was a run up to him criticizing the Papa John's yeah. pizza. 
So, so he was trying to act like, look, I'm not just taking shots because I'm an angry guy who got right. you know, fired for I'm a good a reason. I had 50 yeah. pizzas in 30 days, and it gave me diarrhea. Something needs to be done about <laughs> right. this. Yeah. What's going on <laughs> at Papa John's PR right. crisis much? <laughs> uh, and he also, in that same interview, talked about how a day of reckoning is coming, which is... Yeah, it was like, weird. He, that... It's that not, it was Bane. should be keeping an eye on. He's that sweaty pizza Bane. He's, he's like, gonna walk out at the Super Bowl yeah, and after like, like bombing oh, the field right. and being like, "Yeah, <laughs> your day of reckoning is up." It has arrived. Yeah, I've had forty pizzas and terrible diarrhea <laughs> in my weird coat. <laughs> I was building to forty pizzas in three days. <laughs> we need to keep an eye on Papa. Uh, but shout out to Shaq and the new Papa John's and somewhere in this this article is they talk about how it's because it, it's not a flatbread thing. They say we use Papa John's classic crust that everybody loves to make this yeah abomination, and so that's just a folded, a folded over pizza, pizza. <laughs> right? Oh boy, <laughs> come on, uh, we were doing so good, man. I guess oh pop that. What are they gonna do now? Don't don't bring this truth out into the light for everyone. Well, New York pizza is already it's folded. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if they're making it on a panini press. I don't know. Either oh, you way, think they put little grill marks on. Yeah, it? maybe. They maybe have a if they grill it, then it would be a little bit different than the uh, toaster conveyor belt that they send other pizzas through. Papa I'm assuming that's how Papa does. Over. <laughs> yeah, wow. The other well, truth I'm is out. I'm sure there's a little be... more nuance to this item. <laughs> <laughs> don't I'm count it out just yet. There might be something different. It's got about a little it. bit of a different mouthfeel than traditional pizza slice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Wendy's breakfast. Okay, thank God. Let's switch gears Woo! to something really invigorating. I love a good fast food breakfast. Okay, Mickey D's is still my number one. Mm-hmm. But yes. Wendy's is out here, as they say. They are unleashing new breakfast materials I did not know about. Now, some people apparently may have been in limited markets, but this new shit, um, I'm just looking at this Baconator breakfast sandwich. Mm-hmm. It looks like... A guaranteed heart attack by bite three. What about it makes it a breakfast sandwich? The Baconator breakfast Because it has egg and a sausage patty. But then oh, everything else, bacon, American cheese. Burger. No, 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 no. And it's on a burger bun, though. Yeah. Huh. What about the... Uh, so that's a biscuit that has fried chicken on it? Yep. Did but I hear that? Because their- it has oh, bacon, it's breakfast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like a chicken biscuit. You know, that, that's, okay. how, that's, okay. that's, that's how we navigate that one. You love, know what I mean? Love the context. Um, did I hear they were going to be doing Frosties with cold brew? Yes. <laughs> no. You did? No, you didn't. A Frosty she Chino. She did not hear that. Yes, it is. What? Oh, wait. Actually, no. The Baconator is has a bacon uh, a burger patty in it. Pardon me. Pardon, pardon So it just that. has an egg, and they're like, breakfast. That's breakfast, bro. Blow it out with yeah. that. But then the other ones, you can use traditional breakfast meats. But yeah, the fr- Frosty Chino. Yeah. Oh. I, uh, I found out about Wendy's Breakfast because I had a friend who auditioned to be the voice of it. Mm. And she was like, I'm auditioning to be the voice of Wendy's Breakfast. And I was like, what the fuck? Why didn't I get asked to audition yeah, to be the yeah. voice of that? Fuck? And so Wendy's Breakfast is like starting off on a bad foot with me. Yes. yes. Not that. Secret hater. So you're like, someone's secret hater. Do you want a baconator? Like, I'm clearly not the voice. <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, a frosty with coffee, right. you dumb piece of shit. Oh, I'm sorry, Megan. Can we try that one more time and just stick to what's in the uh, the, the sides there? Okay. Baconator. Great. <laughs> 
Do you wish that the Frosty would make you have to shit incredibly bad? Immediately? Like, speed home? So good, though. Um, yeah. yeah. Really dipping those fries in it? Is well, that... now will they be dipping tater tots? Mm, yeah. Yeah, or maybe French toast sticks? <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to... This just no. in. The Baconator does have a sausage patty. The All breakfast right. Baconator. Okay. So it is. They're trying to. They're trying to respect the sanctity of the. This the is like the meats. Iowa caucuses. Yeah, you're, you never you're know. reporting on this is just back and forth. We're yes, just, we're hearing. Yes, and they they do predict that this will inc- uh, contribute to a 10 percent growth in sales. <laughs> okay, great. March second. Well, it turns out we're all okay because children's books are here to save us. Thank God. Uh, oh. So our writer, J.M. McNabb, has- So the books are going to save us? Uh, has a child- I can take my hands off the wheel. Like, I can stop caring? Good. Book's got it. Uh, so our one of our writers, J.M. McNabb, has a son who is in junior kindergarten, and they pick a book once a week at the school library. And the one he picked was called Bully, and it was about a frog- uh, with a bunch of wilting flowers for hair that were are sort of orangish, and it turns huh. out it is uh, explicitly influenced by Trump, oh. and it's a it's a big metaphor pro and, pro Trump. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, he had the most beautiful flowers book. on it. It has a frog, perfect book. Look at this frog kick every other frog's ass. Go with the winner. <laughs> look how big my fucking frog feet are. Um, but yeah, there's so he kind of did some research, and there it, there are a bunch of different sort of ideologically influenced children's books being published. Uh, in 2018, Scholastic published a book called President Donald Trump uh, as part of their rookie biography series, and uh, it you know was just a very straightforward book that was like he became a president millions of americans are counting on to improve their lives and uh, there was this the poem. end <laughs> yeah and it worked out i mean because on if you were to be honest about it you, it would be too explicit for a children's book right that's right. true it's like he has been credibly accused of sexual <laughs> right. assault kids. right yeah what do you do about that right they're, uh, they're gonna have enough time in their life when they're like uh, scared and in pain. Let let the children just be children yeah. for a bit. Or just don't make the book. Yeah. It says, a poem about Donald Trump. His buildings reached into the sky. His businesses just grew and grew. Then Trump became our president. People wanted something new. The end. So that's written by a child. Book. That's in the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, 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 wow. His businesses just grew and grew. Uh, there's also the pumpkin and the pantsuit. So th- this is uh, oh, a story that is wildly um, discouraging to me. This, this is, is a ridiculous, the cover yeah, art We're alone looking at the pumpkin and the pantsuit. It's, is, uh, it's just- It's a, really something, folks. Mind-altering. <laughs> I don't want to see that ever They again. somehow made Trump <laughs> actually look like a wrinkled pumpkin uh, with weird eyebrows, and I'm and I'm guessing they've reduced Hillary to a pantsuit. yes. Yes. Look, we're still going to be relitigating 2016 in like 40 years. These yeah. kids are going to have time to go through this pain. Right. Don't do it to them now. <laughs> Let them just play for a little bit before it descends upon them. There's uh, Liza Jane and the Dragon, where a dragon uh, with an orange mane uh, is hired to be Liza's new parent, and then she realizes that uh, the dragon kind of sucks. The Lying Wait, I'm sorry. King was hired? To be uh, a new dragon? Yeah. 
Hires hires a dragon. Is that like a job opening where you're like, I think so, all right, yeah. dragon, you're hired yep. to play my father. You don't yeah. need like a subtle analogy to teach children to hate right. the things you hate. That's the point of having children. Right. You teach them to hate the things that you hate, and it's very easy. Openly. You just tell them, <laughs> yeah. this sucks, and we all hate it. And they're like, okay, got it. Yeah. They're screwed up for and life. Then, yeah, they're screwed up for life. They spend the rest of their life trying to undo the prejudices of their yep. parents. And, that, you know, we have a good system. We don't need the <laughs> subtle analog- analogies in books. Uh, there's also the Lying King about a warthog <laughs> who lies in order to gain power, and the King who banned the dark uh, t- about a king who installs artificial sun, but citizens revolt when nobody can sleep. That actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah. What so. is that? I, what's the met? Wait. Uh, uh, okay. Because he doesn't like the dark. Yeah. And I he don't ban- know. Oh, so it's about getting just like. Uh, vilifying things we don't know or and he's also of. a rapist that yeah. part's pretty on the nose yeah i think <laughs> yeah, that, that part was, too uh, and then a book called the wall um <laughs> it's i mean it makes sense right I, like people feel very powerless right. to try and affect sure. change with people who are fully formed adults so if you're making kids books you're like well the way i can yeah. fight back is to at least have young. these things and indoctrinate them with these kinds of stories that but, makes sense yeah I mean, I don't. The other thing is, I don't know how many kids are going to go. Wait a second, the pumpkin in the pantsuit. This is about Donald wait Trump, a minute. right? What are you trying to tell? So, me? in yeah. a way, you don't need to go this sort of hard on those images. Yeah. If you're, as long as you're the lessons there. But what the fuck do I know? I'm not a child development. I want to see the the pro Trump books. You, right. They got to be out there. The oh, perfect yeah. phone call, Daddy. Read me the perfect phone <laughs> yeah. call again. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We like. There's a whole generation of like nine to 17 year olds who are currently being uh you know turned into conservatives by youtube videos that's so maybe this is like the the generation coming up behind them but uh if this is what uh progressives have instead of youtube videos uh progressivism might be in some trouble yeah and yeah i mean there's there's also deeper lessons than like, it's bad to be a bully, right? Yeah. And I think, I'm sure there are plenty of books that aren't so narrowly trying to be like, <laughs> I, I, I got this kid's book in the form of a got Trump diss. Yeah. <laughs> but like, truly like, sh- like stories about empathy, which there, I've read books like sure. that, uh, that giving actually tree. achieve that. Yeah. Uh, Classics. Giving Tree is dark as fuck. It is dark as fuck. Holy it's, shit. A lot of children's books are fucked up. It's just a metaphor for being a parent that is like passive aggressive about how selfish children are. It really is. And then they die. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a good <laughs> lesson. You it's actually a good lesson. No, it's Shit's a good lesson for there. parents. I don't know if it's a good lesson for children. Well, it's like if you have kids, they're just going to use you up and then you're going to die. But what do, what do the kids get out of that? I don't understand why that's Maybe good. Maybe hey, people will the stop shit having children and it'll it'll help with uh, overpopulation. Oh, no. Just don't have kids. Uh, that's uh, the lesson here. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Candystore.com, yeah. uh, which is a blog, has uh, released a list of America's favorite Valentine's candy. Uh, is it by state? Yeah, by state. Okay. One thing I just want to say, right? They start off saying the projected spend uh, mm. for like Valentine's Day, 
I don't know if this is the year, but they, this is the this is the this wording. As Valentine's Day indulgences go, candy is a relatively inexpensive one. It's also become a tradition and is a nice and easy gesture to make. That could be why people are expected to spend over $2.4 billion this year, up $600 million from last year. Each. I'm not spending that no, much. What the <laughs> fuck? Are people... I mean... I know if Valentine's Day candy to be a thing, you panic buy it at CVX just to give to somebody. Yeah, how are there a massive more than argument two candies on this list? Yeah. It's just candy hearts and chocolate. There, there's more. So apparently M&M's is on the come up. It's moving up <laughs> very close. So in California, third place goes to chocolate roses. Second chocolate place, roses is not a thing that like, I have ever given or really even considered. Like giving. chocolate dipped roses, or like they're <laughs> shaped. Yeah, they're like <laughs> they're these shaped. taste kind yeah. of weird. Yeah, no, just no, eat this up. is what they look like. Eat the bulb. They're they're like plastic stems with yeah. uh, chocolate candy in the shape of a rosebud, and then wrapped in like cellophane. Conversation, um, hearts you know, for the environment is Con- the other one. That makes sense. That's a yes, staple. Yes, that would be. Cool. And Con- then hearts. conversation hearts is funny. Yeah. I've never thought of them being in conversation. Yes. because <laughs> hello, what a, what I a, love you. <laughs> right, what a, be mine. What a vapid conversation. I will. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then number one heart-shaped box of chocolates, which right. seems to be the one for everyone. Uh, sure. Jack, where's the state you live? Let's go look at what's popular in Ohio, shall we? Yeah. Uh, in Ohio, third place, Conversation Hearts. What Second the fuck place is Cupid, Cupid corn. corn? Oh, I'm going to guess. It's candy corn, but it's pink and red instead of uh, there yellow is. and orange. Yeah, you got him. Got him. Exactly. Wow. Uh, and then heart-shaped box. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Then, yeah, heart-shaped box. Of chocolates. I would, is there one state where there's just something really like it's not even a can't? It's like it's like grain, yeah. grain alcohol. It's or, like beet one bean. Yeah. <laughs> a bean. Um, chocolate hearts is as uh, kind of out there as it gets. That's Maine's number one. Mm-hmm. Chocolate hearts. That is so Maine. Right. So Maine. Um, Hershey's kisses are also big. Pennsylvania makes sense. M and M's. You think are M and M's also? No, that's Pens- Mars. Hershey. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. What's going on, Hershey. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Pennsylvania's got M and M's. So does Texas. Uh, oh but no! But are they no, are they Valentine's Texas is M&M's? kisses? Texas is kisses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Cupid corn is the one thing I see on here that I'm like surprised is a uh, is consistently coming up because mm. I well this is where maybe I'm an outlier, but I have always said I cannot say Ooh. candy corn. Alaska's number three is something I've never heard of: cinnamon bears. Oh, the fuck are those? Made with real bear. Yeah. <laughs> what is a cinnamon bear? Ooh, Florida. We've got a we've got a change. Uh, last year's winner, Conversation Hearts, but this year, heart shaped box of chocolates oh. has overtaken. Mm. Man, we are not original. I mean, I guess this is typically a holiday where men are buying gifts for. Yeah, uh, so it's everyone's so it's with chocolate be, and roses. Yeah, right. Number, got, one, number one, whatever's on sale at CVS. Yeah, Ooh, right. Alabama coming with the uh, surprise. Number one, candy necklaces. Hmm. Oh. All right, Alabama. What is that? But that's for like kids. Right. Not Yo, can Alabama. you imagine those shit? You're like, <laughs> that, that shit will get you in trouble. If you're an adult, you're like, I got you this candy necklace. You'd be like, get the fuck out They probably of put it in like one of those fancy boxes, like in a Yeah, like a right. felt yeah. covered box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cinnamon bears are just basically gummy bears that are. Just chock full of that cinnamon spice. Mm. Um, Arkansas number three is Ghirardelli gift box. Wow. Fancy, Arkansas. Damn, look at you, Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas. Candy necklaces uh, big in West Virginia. West Virginia. Ghirardelli gift boxes are also third place in Iowa and Kansas also. Huh. So people like the, and second place in Maine. 
I guess that's like if you're classy, you know, like, I think Ghirardelli, that's that fancy shit. That's Italian. Yeah. From San Francisco. Utah, it's just whole milk. <laughs> One, two, and three. <laughs> Hell yeah. Interesting. I'm going to take it down a percentage just to get frisky. <laughs> the I think the most creative Valentine's Day gift I ever bought uh, for Her Majesty was a hanging plant. And okay. That, that I crushed it that year. Yeah. Because everyone was like, I before that, I was like, flowers, which were appreciated. But I was like, nah, like... I was like, let our love grow <laughs> like this hanging plant. <laughs> Still have it to this day. Chocolate bears? Isn't that a thing? No. Nah, did I just make that up? Chocolate covered gummy bears? or no, that's that website shape? you go on. Oh, right. <laughs> <Ow. laughs> Damn. Nailed me. I've been zinged and I love it. To quote uh, Apu. Uh, speaking of us being fucked, the gig economy. So... Before everything became an app, we used to do things like ask a friend to help us with moving, uh, which was annoying, or asking people for a ride to the airport, especially annoying in LA. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was like a thing you did. You did favors for people. Yeah, easily. And then they would do favors back to you. Yeah. And then you would develop well, something well, called a weird. friend. Then they do favors shit. back to you. Back to you. Back back at, they do you. a favor oh, at you. Do yeah. a favor on me. Yeah, do, do me a favor. Do three favors at me. Do uh -huh. a favor on the small of my back. Right. It's changed. I remember being like, yo, dude, give me a ride. I'll smoke you out. Right. You know what I mean? Here, I'll give you something. Help Here. me move. I'll smoke help, you out. Help me out. I'll smoke <laughs> you out. Uh, take care of my child. I'll smoke you out. <laughs> be, <laughs> Raise my son. I'll be smoke you out. Be the godfather of my child. <laughs> I'll smoke <laughs> you out. <laughs> but yeah, like now, if you, you know, like, you know, cabs and nannies and other things like that have existed, but they used to be only for accessible to a certain class. And now, like, if you have a, any amount of disposable income, there's a way to, like, whether it's an Uber or a TaskRabbit, people can start solving problems just by sort of just throwing money at it. And it makes sense, too, because on some level, like, you would never expect these people to just do a favor for a stranger for free. Right. So there is some kind of monetary exchange. But what? now... <laughs> What would Fran Drescher's star rating be if she was like a gig economy a nanny? nanny. Oh, <laughs> right. Was she a good nanny? She was, right? I had never I feel like she was really show. there for them she kids. I mean, she was definitely unorthodox, but mm -hmm. I think the love was there. Absolutely. Um, but there's like there's a professor on culture and media uh, who's like writing, writing a book that's called Uber Worked and Underpaid How Workers Are Disrupting the Digital Economy. Uh, it says, what used to be friends among favors now has a price tag, the pickup from the airport, hauling clothes to laundry, or helping to paint the apartment. And we are now witnessing a financialization of activities that used to be an expression of social capital, which is interesting because, yeah, like, there was, uh, this helps create community, right? right? You know, like, you knew, like, oh, hell yeah, like, that's my friend, let me help you, I know I, there will be reciprocity at some point. But now that we're able to just sort of be like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience them. On some level, these things do help because it. there are people who will take advantage of your kindness. And right. you can set boundaries and be like, look, I can't do it because you're trying to take advantage of my kindness. Right. Call this person. Yeah. But at the same time, you do lose that bit of feeling of connection where like there is sort of community to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. I think, I mean, we know our neighbors less than we used to, which I think is a thing that's been happening for a while now, but is probably at its peak. So we're doing this live show that is about, like, partially about the tech bubble bursting and, like, the thing that seems to be changed, like, there were these companies like Pets.com that... <laughs> 
<laughs> were essentially Amazon for pet products. Mm-hmm. And now Amazon is the most successful company ever. Amazon is Amazon for right. pet products. <laughs> Amazon is Amazon for pet products and everything else. And the innovation is they've figured out that they can just like treat people like shit, kind of mm-hmm. like behind the scenes. And as long as we don't see it, they can like just make that into economies of scale that they can just like turn into all the money in the world. Well, I think in the 90s, right, it was harder to get as many people who would go for this kind of work because right. there were still a lot of jobs available to, to most people. Right. And then as the economy began to get more and more depressed, like, it, like I think Amazon came about at this perfect time where now you have people who are like, I'll take, I'll take any kind of work because they're the apps, like the wage stagnation and things like this is preventing people from being able to live properly. Right. So yeah, I think they're, the thing about the like knowing your neighbors in the mid seventies, there's a study. They say in the mid seventies, only about twenty percent of Americans said they had no interactions with their neighbors. Now it's like over a third. Yeah, like in increasing more because yeah, most people are sort of just walled off. I don't know. It, it's different. It's a lot different. And even yeah. now, like I try and make a point to talk to my neighbors because like there's there's something weird. About I'm just not knowing somebody. Yeah. Else. And if like you kind of want to know, like you live in a community, you yeah. know, like where hey, if you keep an eye out or something, if you saw some shit like holler at me, you're like, oh, I saw your, you know, your package was outside for two days. I brought that shit in because I don't right. want somebody, you know, that like there's a there's a benefit to that. But I think it's it's really easy to not do it. And these apps and things, I think almost make like it makes it easier for us to forget that those are bonds we kind of need to maintain yeah. what we've taken for granted. Well, you're also like, it's a, it's a good thing uh, to be more connected uh, with your neighbors and stuff. But when you're given the option to be in another community, like on Reddit of people mm-hmm. that, you know, is a more vetted, more f- uh, filtered uh, representation of your likes mm-hmm you're you're naturally gonna want to be like sure well i'd rather Rather talk to these people than these people who could have wildly different opinions oh yeah of course it's it's a hard yes yeah that's the same i mean that's the same with amazon like to be like the convenience and stuff and the uber like you're you're yeah, I mean Uber We're is a definitely picking convenience. I over. think it was Jelani Cobb uh, was writing about how I mean writing about it. he tweeted that like the whole you know policing how much people tip and like being like look at this receipt from this famous person they like barely tipped and just how we like that that whole thing is just companies transferring the fact that they don't pay their employees enough onto us. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like Uber was just like, okay, now there's a tip button and you subsidize their wages. Right. You right. subsidize their wages because we don't pay them enough and also there's a incentive structure where they rate you. So like you right. have to tip them a lot basically or else you're going to get a low rating, but I mean, at the same time, it's like a service we didn't used to have. Right. So, what happens when you? I, I honestly don't know this. What happens when you, the writer, have a low rating on Uber? Do do drivers not pick you up, or do they play music you wouldn't like, or like what is the? You're canceled, I believe. Yeah. Just in general, you're. you're Does it have to get like really low though? Yeah, yeah. and then they they put a tweet out and they say this person's just canceled. Yeah. Well, 
because of their Uber. Uh, hey, everyone. I think it just may, I, I think probably at a certain level, you might not be able to use the service. Super <laughs> producer Anna Hosnia is saying that they also team you up with uh, drivers who have low ratings. Oh, that's why. So, so, so if you're, you're a one star guy, you get a one star driver. Yeah. Wow. Do you think there's anybody, either driver or rider, who has one star? They, like, I think the, the lowest I've ever heard of is like, like three four and a half. six. Oh, <laughs> like, really? Yeah. Nobody ever gives like a. F- I don't know. Yeah. It depends. I mean, it takes. I think we've talked about in past episodes what it takes for you to fully be like, I'm going to fuck your rating up as a driver. Like, right. this was actually fucked up. Because most of us know, like, there is it. This is where I guess the sense of community does kick in because yeah. you begin to be like, I don't want to like fuck up your money. Right. By being like, give you a four star or something like right. that. Right. And I also or a three star, whatever. Yeah, it's it's really the the decision you're making when you go from five to four is <sighs> is it it like do I want to steer this person's life in a different direction so that they can't make as much money at this? Right. So that because they shouldn't be driving people for a living. Like mm-hmm. that's the decision making process that I would have to make to go from five to four. Four means you're you've failed epically. You failed, and you need to <laughs> you need to start thinking about a different career. That's wild. That it's a one star difference, right? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. B. B means yeah. you should get the fuck off. The well, roads. that's what. Yeah, nobody gives low ratings because we're all. It's like that uh, Black Mirror episode with Bryce Dallas Howard. Is that a wrestler mm-hmm. or an actress? Uh, Bryce both. Dallas Howard. Both. She goes Byers in the Club. ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, but it's a uh, yeah where everyone's just like five stars and five stars and we're all good. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyway, well, it's like almost a given. You're like five stars, five stars. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cool, cool. That's cool, our cool. new social contract, right? Um, that is weird. I do see that. Like, because it's weird thinking about like you see a. I've had like seen like three star or two star reviews for restaurants on Yelp and been like. Yeah, but I want Chinese right now. Right, <laughs> like I'll right, go. Right, right. Yeah, but if course. I see a four star rating on Uber, I'm like, Uh-oh. what do they what do? The fuck is <laughs> Wait, you'll do three or two star rated food restaurants. Oh, let's uh, let's move on to the next topic. <laughs> wow, <laughs> wow. So you're just willing to like put actual garbage in your body, huh? Yeah, give me that papadilla. Yeah, <laughs> papadilla. That papapia. Uh, there's an auteur in the world of advertising, whose work I didn't realize I was such a fan of. Uh, I didn't realize these two uh, projects were linked. So there's this guy, Peter Arnell, uh, who was responsible for the Pepsi uh, campaign, the pitch doc to uh, from an advertiser about the redesign of the Pepsi logo to make it so that the wavy line does not go down the middle of the circle, but it's like off to the side a little bit. Uh, I just want to, I do want to, I mean, look at that. The, he he is ingenious, you know, from taking it from the regular (laughs) to just kind of off to the side squiggly. My man's printer was weird. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, one, one of the pages I just want to read to you guys, uh, the header breathtaking. What what is this? This this is from the doc that they presented to to Pepsi Pepsi when they're like, as they were like, "Here's why you're paying us twenty million dollars, and this is why." And we just like tilted your logo to the side, right? (laughs) Uh, So header of one of the pages, breathtaking creation of identity: colon the Pepsi universe. Mm -hmm. On one side, it says universe expansion. Okay. 
the universe expands exponentially with, and then they just like throw in a bunch of like equation shit, million <laughs> miles per hour. And then they have like a globe thing. X equals one light year on the right side, the Pepsi orbits. And it's the old logo. It's the old logo. Dimension dimensionizes exponentially. Pepsi planet, old logo. Pepsi Galaxy, like <laughs> 20 different Pepsi logos orbiting around one another. <clears throat> what's well, hemispherical? The new one. Tem- yes. I see what's going on here, Jack. Oh, okay. It's hemispherical. It. Okay. It's expansion. Uh-huh. Yes. We're going now to th- a three dimensional plane. Yes. Uh, so on the left side, X equals one light year, X equals two light years, X equals eight light years. Uh, and it's just the same picture gr- made bigger and bigger. Uh, but on the right, it's Pepsi Planet, just the old logo. Pepsi Galaxy, the new logo orbiting around something. Pepsi Universe, and it like they made it into a, an atom that yeah. where all the like quarks and uh, electrons and shit are the new Pepsi logo. Uh, and it is, it's just I breathtaking. Mean, I wonder anyone breathtaking <laughs> bullshit. If anyone is actually familiar with astrophysics, maybe this does make sense. But Not in a terms, chance. but no. I'm just saying, maybe like. In where if you're just using the logo to represent like electron motion or something like that. But what does that actually mean? But it means fuck all to why the you changed the logo. And also you are having to like just make up what the what the original Pepsi logo looks like yeah. on the side. <laughs> it's like that's all people made with up. money. Yeah. That's all made up. I mean, look, you know the how these meetings go. Right. Yeah. You know, like you get in there, you say something smart enough and right. like trippy, they some people will be like Oh my god, that well, was right. fucking genius. It's trippy shit said by people who don't have the mind for trippy yeah. shit. So they are just like that's that has the sound of like something smart. Yeah. But they don't have the imagination to like hold the idea of smart and like trippy and like sort of out it was outside like the box early, together. Like early Jaden Smith interviews. Right. When he would just say some wild trippy right, shit, right. you're like, you just overheard some adults say that. Yeah. This whole pitch deck is big Jaden Smith energy. Yeah, like <laughs> really, one hundred percent. Yes, super nice dude. I'm sure. I think like, now his intellect is catching up to him as he gets older. But I like, think he's going to be our next, <laughs> our next Sagan. great president, <laughs> our next great uh, astrophysicist president. Uh, no, but uh, I'm sure they were very nice when they presented this deck because they got. Millions and millions of dollars. When just was this? To it was like early 2010s, I think. Yeah. Damn. Um. So that is from a a guy named Peter Arnell. Uh. He's also responsible. Uh. Well, first of all, Gawker did a profile of him where they talked about uh, uh, the 15 worst bosses in New York City, <laughs> and he is apparently wow up there. Uh, the guy with the galaxy brain. Galaxy brain guy. <laughs> oh, who would have thought? Yeah, yeah, I'll just read some from the from that profile. Uh, he uh, once he freaked out in a meeting because the CD did not work in the CD player, so he took the CD out and smashed it into pieces <laughs> on the conference room table. The IT guy who was standing behind him ended up going to the hospital because the shards from the CD flew into his eye. Uh, when you go to a meeting in his office, he makes everyone wait at the door, then directs each person where to sit by hierarchy and whatever mood he's feeling. Oh, which fuck that right that off. really resonates with the Pepsi uh, pitch doc because it's all about like his. 
idea of like universal organization millennial vibes like the yeah as as the light years expand exponentially it's like uh, all right was man. the pepsi redesign considered a failure or is just like a laughing stock once people got a hold of this material just a laughing stock yeah. once right. people got hold of the material i think most people were like okay fine, yeah, we didn't, yeah we didn't care i'm not Whatever. buying more or less pepsi because you moved the right, squiggle right. over. yes uh, but anyways, another piece of work that I hadn't realized was his. So Tropicana used to have a very recognizable, uh, carton and it was, they were the only, like they were the first to get to fresh squeezed orange juice. Really? They, they, yeah. They did it by, it, it's wild how they did it. They created these giant vats. They look like big, like things that you would assume like gas is being held in, like natural gas. Right. But it's actually giant vats of orange juice that have all the oxygen sucked out. Like they can hold your orange juice there for like years. Oh, because it doesn't like oxidize. It doesn't There's oxidize. No nothing oh, nothing okay. bad happens to it. The only bad thing that happens to it is- Tastes like shit. It, it stops. <laughs> you, it loses oh, really? all its flavor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It loses all its flavor. So okay. what Tropicana had to do was, so you're still drinking fresh squeezed orange juice. or Technically, it was yeah, squeezed. It's squeezed. from three years ago. Uh, it's three years old, but it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been touched by oxygen, so it's fine. It just lost all its flavor. But then they added this thing that is like a flavoring- uh, it's like the essence of orange. It, <laughs> it has nothing flavoring. has yeah. nothing to do with the taste. It's all scent based. So if you oh. can't if you can't smell your orange juice uh, from Tropicana, it won't taste like oranges to you. you I feel like I've had well, that when I had a cold. But if you, know, you don't yeah. have your ability to breathe, though, that affects your your tasting ability. Though, no, too. but like I have like I know people whose sense of smell doesn't work. Yeah, like who had like some damage. or Oh, something you're saying if you're. Yeah, got it. And that that affects your ability to taste things, and like it's all like olfactory is like more uh, tied to like what you think things taste like right, than but what we a, realize. But what about the new factory? That's right. Um, so, anyways, Tropicana <laughs> had the game locked just with this carton that was an orange with a straw in it. That was genius. Yeah. That's with the genius, little like barber simple, pole perfect. striped. Yeah, it was a barber pole striped. I remember that the is... commercials. I'll be like, I remember trying to drink an orange like yes. that as a kid. Yes. they like That communicates every fucking thing you need yeah. to know. Love it. So this dude comes in <laughs> and changes the carton to be a glass of orange juice. That's it. Like just a big glass of orange juice right, on like the a side. Near wine glass. Yeah, it looks like a wine glass. Of. So it doesn't even look like the orange juice that you're used to. Uh, and the Tropicana logo going up the side. It. I remember being like, did they get rid of Tropicana orange juice? Yeah, like, like, what the fuck the happened same? to Tropicana orange juice? Yeah. And then, like, because he also fucked with the logo. Uh, they lost $33 million <laughs> in sales and immediately had to change the design back. Uh, oh, they just went right back. I yeah, I th I think they went pretty much back. Oh like it's wow, close to being back to what it used to be. Right, or at um, least having like a orange on right. it rather than like yeah. an obscure an obscure glass of orange juice that could be any orange right. juice. Like any, it could be from concentrate. Oh shit, yeah, they just went back. They literally just went back. Yeah, like, give me the orange with the straw in it. Yes, <laughs> stop <laughs> fucking around. Yes. Um, hey, so they anyway. tried it with that like minimal design. You know? Yeah, no, it would have got you points at like Art Center, yeah. right? You know, I felt like that wave was happening though with like Uniqlo and all these like minimalist type companies. Right, and he, it's just like, don't mess it with their orange. Yeah, it just doesn't work for that. Yeah. Right, we're not looking for like beautiful future 
forward uh, eight X light year design yeah, right. from uh, our orange juice cartons, and also it, it I wasn't even that, a good design. I wonder what that deck looked like. If he was saying the Pepsi thing was all about you know atomic subparticles and shit like oh, that, I'm sure it was. he was like, "Nah, see the future. People will not actually be drinking oranges with a straw <laughs> inserted into it. Right? What we they need will to be, be doing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah." They, we will all be drinking our, our orange juice in the form of a mimosa. Yeah. yeah. So it should be a champagne flute. Yeah, that is what it evokes is mimosa. I wonder if And for the him, coloring isn't even good. Yeah, it doesn't look like orange. Well, I mean, I don't know if the, you know, we don't know exactly what the colors are. We're going through a screen. I just want to be fair yeah. to him from a color pro- uh, processing level. But. Twi- this is a courtesy of Monosynth on Twitter. So shout out to them. All right. Uh, well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and it's time for Music Corner, where we check in with all the hottest sounds coming at you across the airway. That's spicy music. Spice, 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 spicy music. Radio. What the fuck is this? Can we just do this for the rest of the show? You guys are so good at it. Off the rails. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor Swift uh, is now our Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I mean, you know, she's very, she was very apolitical up until like a maybe a year and a half ago, like a year ago. In a study, like very explicitly apolitical, people were like, yo, you she's have a, Trump supporter, probably. a huge, <laughs> you have a huge conservative fan base, probably. Mm-hmm. Can you say something? And well through the 2016 election, she was Crickets. like, nothing. Uh, but it turns out it was because she just didn't think Hillary was woke enough. Mm-hmm. No, I have no idea. Why. I don't know. I mean, she, she hasn't. Has she explained that? She like what? What was she thinking? I think she was just didn't. I don't know if she knew if she felt responsible to say something like the responsibility of having to say something or whatever. But or maybe they realized maybe it's better marketing. Yes, I think uh, that's what it was. It used to be possible to sit this one out. Mm-hmm. And it became uh, wildly unprofitable for her to continue to sit it. <laughs> well, she's doing fine in the profit department, uh, right? That's well, for now sure. she is, but uh, she was. I think she before was, she was I struggling, that, huh? I do think this was a smart business decision on her part to like, and probably a studied and carefully chosen decision. I'm well, sure. In in the, I mean, it to us it did very well, but reputation did not do banger did it like no i don't think so no i don't think so but i think it's more to see that happen (laughs) i don't think it's really about album sales anymore so much as it's about like endorsement deals like oh your their money's coming from live shows right that's that's where all these artists make their money now is from selling out stadiums right and i think you know I think she actually does believe these things, but yeah, like at a certain level, it's like your brand is being managed by so many stakeholders. Like you don't know what to do. And I think now with her new documentary, Miss Americana, Uh, she's got this song called only the young and it's, you know, before things had like a political tone, but now it's the lyrics are like the game was rigged. The ref got tricked. The wrong ones think they're right. You were outnumbered this time. Okay. Wow. A little bit more. It'd be a lot harder to criticize, or it'd be a lot easier to criticize that if we hadn't just made the exact same metaphor about the refs being tricked. Yeah. Um, 
fuck. Oh, God. Are we stealing from Taylor I mean, Swift? it's like Simpsons. She's also the new Simpsons in that every joke you try to make, Taylor Swift's already made. Right. Yeah. Then she also says, uh, like, sort of about mass shootings, you go to class scared, wondering where the best hiding spot would be, and the big bad man and his big bad clan, their hands are stained with red. Huh. Okay. It's all uh, Interesting. She's- She's got a history of doing these flip-flops and having it go well for her. Um, yeah. When, remember when she wasn't on Spotify? And, yeah. like, that was a big deal. People really were upset that her music wasn't on Spotify. And then when she finally did put it over there, it was huge. Yeah. That when any other band would go it's like, like yeah you sort of on Spotify build all this like, oh, okay. anticipation right. and then release it. So if she's, like... Switzerland on politics, you know, and then goes hard one way. Right. Like that's going to make There's waves. Some and that's, I mean, I think I, I'm just glad to see people with audiences try and like, yeah. let them know. It's like, just so you know, like I'll try and use whatever platform I have to like actually have some kind of a message that isn't just like, is Trump that bad? Right. You know what I mean? Cause there people are, could easily be doing that or saying nothing without realizing how much their fans like, care about what they think or believe and if that can help some people then you know fine so be it personally when i go on stage Mm -hmm. uh doing comedy my life's passion i uh i like to say you heard about you heard this trump guy yeah Uh what a a bozo yeah (laughs) this guy's this guy's a straight up doofus i I try to just pepper that in there and and Uh be like wow okay right he took a side and i appreciate that (laughs) yeah just off top think trump's a bozo okay uh-huh. all right now we get into the comedy and that hair <laughs> hello <laughs> <laughs> you ever call him a cheeto because that is funny because <laughs> because that's both one orange, of my favorites right <laughs> um i like to call him an orange oh, oh shit wow but oranges are orange. uh put a blood orange or conflict all right, that's going to do it for this week's weekly Zeitgeist. Please like and review the show if you like the show. Uh, means the world to Miles. He, he needs your validation, folks. Uh, I hope you're having a great weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. Bye.